Welcome to the hottest political podcast on the net today. Hello, my name is Greg Hyatt, and I'm your show host here on A Viewpoint. Are you looking for the truth in news? Tired of all the lies from mainstream media outlets? Good news, you've landed in the right spot. We cover the latest news that affects your life. We tell you what others don't want you to hear. Stop wishing you knew what was going on and know what is going on. So pull up a seat and enjoy a cup of coffee with us as you listen to our broadcast right here on A Viewpoint. Stick around. I'll be with you in just a brief moment. Greg Hyatt here. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a relatively bipartisan foreign policy for 75 years. Lots of bumps in a row, but relatively bipartisan. We can point to one example or another where one part is trying to undermine the other and so forth. But all that we've built internationally, the alliances we have made, the victories that we've had, it's all beginning to collapse around us. Because we have the most incompetent, disinterested, ideological lightweight that has ever served in the Oval Office. And that would be Obama. While a civilian airline was shot out of the sky by a Soviet-made Buk missile, our president was attending a fundraiser in New York and providing them with his usual plethoric speeches. And people are going around saying, oh, it must have been an accident. You don't shoot a Buk missile system by accident. That particular missile system requires nearly two years of continual training. It's not like you're just going to climb in after a couple of weeks and be ready to sit down and fire the complex system that operates it. It's not a shoulder-launched missile. It's a sophisticated missile system. Meanwhile, the, pardon me, the Israelis have called up some nearly 58,000 units and are moving into Gaza because terrorists will not stop shooting missiles into the country. And that's despite efforts by Egypt and others to stop them. Even Egypt is fed up with Hamas. And all that while I have a statement here by our president, that is so outrageous so outrageous and our government which doubles in stupidity. Meanwhile, we have a political party in this country which is destroying either through documents or its actions 
the dissolution of our culture, of our health care system, of our school systems, by continually encouraging illegal aliens from all over the world to pour into this country of ours. Folks, I've never seen anything like this before. And neither have you. All of which is self-inflicted. None of this had to happen like this. None of it. We've got Iraq collapsing because of this president. And is teaming up with Iran and ISIS. Libya is collapsing. North Africa and Algeria. China on the move trying to claim the entire China Sea. And Vietnam is now coming to us for help. Countries from the South flooding our country with illegals. And not with their scientists. Not with their engineers. Not with their skilled laborers. But with their sick. And with their poor. And with their illiterate. And for all we know, emptying their prisons and sending them all this way as well. This airliner, Flight M-17, out of Holland, was shot out of the sky intentionally with a Buk missile, a Russian-made missile system. And here again, it's not one of these missile systems that you carry around on your back. Is this not a wake-up call again? Does this not remind you of 9-11? It's going to happen again, and it's going to happen in this country. This was an attack which was intentional. It's going to happen here, and it's going to happen again soon. You know, ladies and gentlemen, let me be the first to say, and I'll take all the heat and criticism I get, this is a very sick man, this Obama. There is something out of kilter. There's a screw loose. Something's not right when your ally Israel is at war, and when an airliner is shot out of the sky, and let me say one other thing as I get to one after another here today. I am sick and tired of the propaganda statements from Putin, who is a fascist. I am sick and tired for the apologist who says, oh, he has the right, or he hasn't committed a crime, or it's his country. To that I say, bullcrap, the Cold War is on again. And it's not because of our making, but because of his. And because of Obama's utter and complete impotence and incompetence. And you liberal Democrats out there, this is what happens when you take a man, but who a few years earlier was nothing but a community organizer and a state senate backbencher, and put him into the office of the presidency. What did you think you was going to get? What did you expect? 
He's out on the golf course patting this butt, that butt, shaking this hand, that hand, doing all these benefits. Oh, he might be an awesome teleprompter. And he might be pretty good at organizing some benefits. But when it comes to leading a country, he don't know jack squat. Why does this man still occupy the Oval Office? Well, it's simple. You nominated him. You elected him. Not only did you elect him, you elected him twice. And the entire world is paying the price. And guess what? So are we. And so were your children. And your children's children. And so will every generation after this one. Now let's take a look at some of this one at a time here. A surface air missile tracked by European and the United States intelligence was fired in this area or zone with pro-Russian separatist control. The idea that the Ukrainian government fired it is so absurd, but yet the Russian propaganda machine is out. And unfortunately, even on talk radio and TV, using these same useful idiots, claiming, oh, it had to be Ukraine that fired it. It just had to be. People need to figure out that Ukraine is trying to protect himself from Mother Russia taking over. Why do you think, what would be in their self-serving interest to shoot down a commercial airliner when they're more worried about trying to defend themselves from a massive invasion of Mother Russia? And of course, there are the usual idiots out there who embrace every conspiracy theory we can think of. Our Pentagon. I guess they're in on this conspiracy too. According to the experts over at Fox News, their Pentagon source informs them, or pardon me, informs them that this just is an extremely sophisticated missile system, which we've already discussed. You don't just start firing off missiles and hit your target. It's not like playing hide-and-go-seek and get lucky. You have a very complex radar system interacting with other radar systems. You're hitting a plane that is going approximately 500 miles per hour at nearly over 30,000 feet. It's not a matter of luck. It's a matter of skill. And it's a matter of utilizing a sophisticated missile system like we've already discussed and covered. And our Pentagon is telling Fox News that either separatists trained by Russians or Russians in Ukraine had to be the ones who shot this airliner down. And these senior officials in the Pentagon, whom I assume were all bought off by Ukrainians, they're ruling out the Ukrainian government. And of course, there are some other interesting facts here. But we'll get to the bottom of this one. 
CBS pro-Ukrainian official warned flying over Ukrainian, pardon me, Ukrainian airspace. Uh, Pro-separatists warned about this about the same time the airline was blown out of the sky. Now here's where it begins to get a little tricky. And where the finger is going to be pointed straight back at Russia. Keeping in mind that this airline was flying from Holland on a direct path to its destination, the plane eventually landed near the border of Ukraine and Russia. Folks, planes don't just fall out of the sky. Straight to the ground. Based on its communication notification of a serious problem, this plane glided to its location where it crashed, busted in to pieces and scattered its body and all those who were on that flight around the countryside. That being said, this would lead to a more probable likability of the plane actually being shot down with an air-to-air missile. Now here's the problem. Here's where the problem gets a little more complicated. There's only two countries out of these that are involved in this immediate area that have fighter jets and the ability to fire an air-to-air missile. Of course, one of them would be Ukraine, and the other would be Russia. Now, who do you think is going to fire the missile? Now, that's that's, that's just another outtake and probability, okay? We've already ruled out Ukraine and how they're trying to preserve themselves from a Russian takeover. Are you starting to see how this is going to unfold? Let me ask you this. Is there any evidence that Ukraine has been firing Russian-made Buk missiles? Anywhere? By anyone? At any time? The Pentagon, according to Fox News, says that all roads lead to Russia. And by that, I mean either directly or indirectly. And the fact that Putin, the fascist, wasn't intervening in Georgia, Crimea, the Ukraine, obviously none of this would have happened. Being sarcastic, folks. You couldn't figure that out. People are claiming it was a mistake. Now, while it may have been a mistake in terms of not wanting to hit an airline, but firing that missile is not a mistake. And was not a mistake. And based on all the evidence that we're starting to receive from various sources, you, again, have to be highly trained to fire this particular missile system. So, who again was it that fired the deadly missile that took the Malaysian Flight M-17 to its final destination in a field somewhere around the Ukrainian and Russian border? And, of course, the fascist Putin is running around saying it's the Ukrainian government 
It's the Ukrainian government. He sounds like a sick William Tail. They're taking over the crime scene, or should I actually say the scene of the accident? That is the scene of where it was shot down. They're taking over the wreckage area, and they will not allow the Ukrainian government in, even though it's in Ukraine. So this is what's going on. This is the state of play. And of course, there's going to be more information coming out, but our military tracked that missile, as did the Europeans. And there's a great deal of debate over it was west of the border of Ukraine or from Russia. But even the part west of the border is controlled by pro-Russian separatists. Now, you're not going to take a separatist and train him in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Here again, this complex missile system takes a couple of years to learn all the properties, the mechanics, the computers, and everything else that need to integrate together to be able to even trigger it. Who was sitting inside of that vehicle that fired that missile? Well, I'd like to think that answer's pretty simple. So there should be no confusion about this. Oh, and I'm sure there will be more details about this over time. People questioning why the airliner was in a particular region and this and that. We'll get to all that. that that'll all be uncovered. Then, then we got to deal with the sickles out there that will claim the U.S. had a direct hand in this somehow and wanted this to happen. Ugh. I'm digressing. I'm sorry. I really think it's time for a drink of my coffee and a quick commercial. Mr. Producer, is it time for a commercial? It must be. William Ray flagging me to me. Hey, you're going over your time limit. Well, okay, here goes, folks. I'm going to have to take a quick drink of my coffee. I'd encourage you to do the same. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and I'll be right back, and we're going to take a look at of more of what's going on in this crazy place, the world that we live in. You're listening to A Viewpoint with your host, Greg Austin tap water versus filtered city of Austin tap water. I can I taste dirt in it. God knows what's in this. These people just sampled city of Austin tap water straight from the faucet. Next, we had them try a sample of tap water filtered with a ProPure G2.0 filtration system. That one is better. Tastes like nothing. Yep, I know what good water tastes like. It's good water. Most tap water contains added substances like fluoride, chlorine, glyphosate, and many others. Studies prove that these substances are linked to an assortment of major health issues, including tooth decay, lowered IQ, and even cancer. It tastes like you're drinking out of the lake when you're drinking tap water. The ProPure G2.0 filtration system removes these deadly substances, leaving only fresh-tasting, deliciously clean water. Okay, this is very tasty. It's good water. Refreshing. It's good. Go to InfoWarsStore.com today, use promo code WATER, and save 10% off your ProPure purchase, or call 1-888-253-3139. 
Well, welcome back, folks. Hope you all enjoyed that quick little drink of coffee. I know I did. Lord, I believe that's the first cup of coffee I think I've had in about three to four days. So if I start vibrating on the microphone, don't mind me. It's just a little rush of caffeine. It'll be all right. Anyways, taking a look here at some further news. We're going to carve right into all this junk. It's really important because, whew, I'm telling you folks, this world's just getting out of control. I mean, out of control. Let's take a look at this headline right here. Obama and neocons get ball rolling on World War Three. Well, you can believe that, folks. I'm telling you. You know, there's been a lot of people that uh, have thought that, that, you know, World War Three is going to be, you know, start with this event or that event. But I'm telling you, you turn on the news and just, if, if you can even endure to sit through it, I mean, everything that's going on in the Middle East, China's getting up are up in the arms, and, and along with Russia, about the, the uh, their monetary system and wanting to change it and pull away from u- use, utilizing the U.S. dollars, their uh, form of banking currency, and all this garbage going on uh, that's been going on in, in, in Russia and Ukraine, and now with this airliner, and certainly we do not want to overlook um the horrific tragedy as it's it's ongoing and, and, and ongoing, pardon me, and unfolding over in Israel and the, the Gaza Strip. I mean, whew, people, we're, if we've ever been on the edge of a global world war, World War Three, I'm telling you, we're we're living in the times. You're you're watching it. What you're watching and witnessing is prophecy being fulfilled and coming forth. Where I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going to divert off into the Bible. I might cover that on another show for. Um, prophecy being fulfilled. In fact, I might even see if I can get my father-in-law to join me on that. But moving right, right along here with this this title, uh, Obama, Hillary Clinton, and the State Department, as well as John McCain and others in government, have unanimously, wow, can you tell? I, I probably need some more caffeine. I can't talk today. Have unanimously reached the conclusion Russia was behind the deadly attack on the Malaysian airliner in Ukraine. Of course, now they, they reached this conclusion despite the fact that the attack occurred less than 24 hours ago, and no investigation has yet to begin. The neocon wing of the establishment is ready to begin the process of blaming Russia and start the process of punitive sanctions. Quote here, I think we could bring the UN into this and start the ball rolling. Stephen Black, a Russia fellow at the American Foreign Policy Council, told USA Today, not just the Security Council, but the General Assembly, where Russia can veto it. Hello? Of course, there are more economic tools. We did not simply block them from doing dollar-denominated transactions. The AFPC is aligned with the American Enterprise Institute, the Center for Security Policy, and other neocon advocacy groups responsible for the invasion and occupation of Iraq. And meanwhile, the Atlantic Council, a Parmi NATO think tank, staffed by an array of insiders like Henry Kissinger, Brent Scowcroft is calling for additional sanctions slapped on Russia. Damon Wilson, who served as a Russian and Ukraine expert in the administrations George W. Bush and Bill Clinton, and now works for the Atlantic Council, says the U.S. government and the European Union should crank up sanctions that bite, along with military assistance, including lethal military assistance. The fascist denominator regime installed in Kiev by the State Department. Well, let's take a look at how that all might roll out and play out. Expanding sanctions. Obama called Russian President Putin on Thursday, that would be today, promised additional sanctions and 
made sanctions on how Russia might step away from the conflict on its border. How is Russia going to step away when the missile it took down was Russian-made and either fired by a Russian or trained by a Russian? Now, exactly how you going to step away from that? But anyways, quote from Mr. Fearless Leader Obama, along with our allies, with whom I've been coordinating closely over the last several days and weeks, I have repeatedly made it clear that Russia must halt the flow of weapons of fighters across the border into Ukraine, that Russia must urge separatists to release hostages and to support a ceasefire, that Russia needs to pursue internationally, combined with mediated talks and agreed to meaningful monitors on the border. I have made this clear to Mr. Putin, so says Obama from the White House on Wednesday. Putin don't pay no more attention to that loom ball in that Oval Office than I pay attention to how much pigeon crap comes out of a pigeon's butt. In fact, Putin probably turned around after that phone call and laughed and probably said to himself and his cabinet members, he said, you ain't gonna believe what that moron just told me. We have become the, the I'm not sure that our country has become the laughing stock to Russia. But I'll certainly guarantee you this current administration has. Look, whether you liked Bush or not, but if Bush was still president, do you think he would just be pity-patting with Putin? Now, of course, now I know I got some Democratic haters out there that are going to say, oh, no, because Bush was a warmonger and he'd have probably started throwing nukes. Come on, people, get a clue. Get a life. I mean, go back even in history. Clear back into, uh, I want to say, you might have to look this up for yourself, 1983-1984, Russian shot down the Korean uh, passenger airliner. Go back and listen to the audio clips of how President Reagan addressed Russia's president at that time. I promise you it wasn't no pity, Pat. I've listened to it. I've, in fact, I've listened to it several times. And I was, you know, obviously I'm old enough that I can remember that. And I remember that very event. But because Russia has failed to meet the basic standards of international conduct, we are acting today to open Russia's financial services and energy sectors to sanctions and limit the access of two key Russian banks and two key energy firms to U.S. sources of financing and to impose blocking sanctions against eight arms firms and a set of senior Russian officials. Now, that's a notice that was posted by the Treasury Department. That's, a, that's another joke. Russia could shut down the border and prevent the transfer of heavy weapons and material to separatists, but I might add they, they have not done that. President Putin himself could intervene with pro-Russian separatists and encourage them to abide by the ceasefire, but he has not done that either, said White House Press Secretary Josh Ernest. That's a conversation for another time, too. He ain't no better than James Carney, but neither here nor there. Uh, getting back to this whole ceasefire. Look, and they use this as an illustration. The UN ordered a ceasefire over in Gaza and Israel, okay? Now, Israel stopped in accordance with that directive from the United Nations because they wanted to drop humanitarian aid down into Gaza for their claimed victims and civilians who they are hiding uh, behind along with their weapons. Do you think Hamas was smart enough to stop? No, they took full advantage of it and kept firing away and started to lay out the rules of who was the most in that region. But, but not to digress off the topic here, I'm using that as point and illustration. Who listens to a ceasefire? Oh, so the UN going to issue a ceasefire over here in Ukraine and uh, little fascist groups over there squabbling back and forth? and 
even if you went, look, in the past, I think two or three days, there's been what, one, two, three, four planes shot down. I'm just almost sure they're going to listen to a ceasefire order. Ernest failed to mention that the confectionery magnate and current president of the regime in Kiev, Petro Poroshenko, ended the ceasefire on July 1st. He went on national television and said the coup regime would attack and liberate our land. Hmm, important note there. But wait, it's getting better, because now they're in war preparations. Earlier this month, the top commander of NATO Air Force, General Philip N. Breedlove, announced U.S.-based troops will buttress American forces that have already been moved in recent months from Germany, Italy, and elsewhere in Europe for stepped-up ground and air patrols in the three Baltic countries of Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, along with Poland and Romania, according to McClatchy. The effort to go up against Russia and Ukraine was derailed when Putin ruled out full frontal invasion as Business Insider characterized Russian defense of its border and moved troops and equipment away from the border in May. The force that remains on the border is very large and it's very capable and remains in a very coercive posture, General Breedlove insisted. Now, keeping that in mind, with Kiev's military campaign against fellow Ukrainians to the east faring poorly, an actual Russian invasion of Ukraine would not only benefit them and their backers in both the European Union and collaborating states with the NATO, Tony Carlucci wrote on July 15th. The downing of a Malaysian airliner, an incident immediately exploited by the political class in Washington, will undoubtedly push exacting sanctions out on the fast track. As I've mentioned before, the U.S. has no business meddling in Ukraine or trying to push NATO up the Russian border, writes the investor Alex Dvorkin. That will destabilize the entire region and that will eventually lead to some sort of war. NATO's very presence in Ukraine would be equivalent to the Chinese or the Republicans building a... or pardon me, it could be the Republicans, you never know. Ain't neither one worth the flip Democrats or Republicans. So NATO's presence in Ukraine would be the equivalent to the Chinese or Russians building a massive military base in Tijuana. Russia will not let that happen, and it will go to war to prevent it, sanctions or not. People, if you think this whole Malaysian airliner incident in you, um, pardon me, over Russia and Ukraine is just a, a, a fluke, and it's going to go away, if not, you're, we're just having to endure each and every day as, as new developments unfold and drag us a little bit closer to enveloping into a global world war. Like I said earlier, I mean, seriously, look at the news and, and, and evaluate it. Now, why some of these conflicts as individuals in the regions may seem small in nature and, and I don't want to put light on that as, as being small, because none of them are small, and it's certainly not the one involving Israel and Gaza. But by by land masses, okay, and the structures along that nature, if you're dealing with Israel and Gaza, we got the Ukrainian, the pro-separatist, and Mother Russia over there, and then you got China kind of squabbling with Russia about wanting to change their economic st uh, structure and backbone, if you will. And think, oh, and we certainly can't leave out the tens of thousands of illegal aliens crossing the United States border. And yes, people, I said illegal aliens. Let's stop referring to them as migrants or unaccompanied children 
and all the other technical terms they got. They are what they are. They're illegal. They're aliens. They are not United States citizens. They are an illegal alien. Plain and done with that conversation. So people stop sending me emails about, I need to stop calling them illegal aliens. Here's what you need to do. Get a clue and get a life. Boom. Didn't mean to digress there. Let's move on. Well, it's, I'm telling you people every day. And of course, you know, we've been dealing with the ongoing crisis in the Middle East. And of course, let's take a look here. Another article. Israeli forces enter into Gaza and ground assault after ceasefire talks fail. The talks didn't fail. The people who were supposed to uphold them fail. Uh, Gaza chose to take advantage of it, like I indicated earlier. But anyways, Israeli tanks, infantry, and engineering units have launched a broad assault on Gaza Gaza after last-ditch efforts to secure a ceasefire deal in Cairo collapsed. Eleven Palestinians were killed, Palestinian, Palestinian health officials said, while Israel claimed it had killed 14 militants in the attacks which began on Thursday evening. One Israeli soldier has been killed and another two soldiers were wounded. Israel's chief military spokesman told Army Radio there were a number of points of friction through the night and indicated that the military was investigating the circumstances behind the soldiers' death. It said Israel had targeted rocket launchers, tunnels, and more than a thousand, or pardon me, a hundred other sites. Middle East is uh, on fire. Pardon me, pretty close to literally. And ISIS, Syria, looking Iran's been sending assistance and funding ISIS and they're moving in that general direction they pretty much established I haven't seen a lot in the news on that uh, but they've pretty much established a caliphate in the Middle East so we got Iran for lack of better words backing ISIS taking over that sector of the world got Russia wanting to take control over Ukraine there already got Crimea now we're shooting airliners out of the sky. And all this going on. All this going on in the Middle East and Russia. Uh, issues going on down in Africa and, and uh, Nigeria. And tens of thousands of illegal illegals coming across our border. And our dear fearless leader Obama has listed 14 reasons of why he feels the world is more stable and less violent than ever. Can we say disconnected, disengaged, unassociated, no clue? Who, where does he get these stories and ideas from? Less violent than ever and more stable? Who, when's the last time anybody took that man for a drug test? If they have, they should. Because he's hallucinating. According to the article here, with a straight face, Barack Obama has been repeatedly telling us that the world is more stable and less violent than ever. In fact, he believes that this is the best time in history to be alive because of how peaceful and stable everything is. Really? And, of course, Obama is more than happy to take credit for his role in bringing all this stability about. While just this week, his press secretary told the media that this administration has substantially improved the tranquility of the global community. Well, I can say this. Apparently, these guys don't think that he will uh, take notice of all the, the violence, war, and terrorism constantly raging all around us. It would be wonderful if the planet actually was becoming a more peaceful place. But instead, it's the exact polar opposite that's taking place. The world is becoming increasingly unstable. And as I told you before, 
if we aren't really careful, we could see World War III break out before too long. I mean, we're pretty much already there. It just matters. You know, people think about World War. that The first thing they want to think about is cluster bombs and nuclear bombs. And then, well, there's been no nuclear missiles firing this way or that way. Well, it doesn't mean there's not a global war going on. But if you listen to Obama, he makes it sound like we are living in an emerging global utopia. The following is a, a little excerpt uh, he made during an event at the White House this just past June. Quote, the truth of the matter is that for all the challenges we face, all the problems that we have, if you had to be, if you had to choose any moment to be born in human history, not knowing what your position was going to be, who you were going to be, you'd choose this time. The world is less violent than it's ever been. It's healthier than it's ever been. It's more tolerant than it's ever been. It is better fed than it's ever been. It is more educated than it's ever been. Now, these are all quotes from Dear Fearless Leader. What kind of drugs does this moron smoke? Less violent? Now, if that was truly the case, if his claim that the world has been the least violent than it's ever been in ages, then why is he on a mission to take our guns away from American citizens? Because certainly if it's less violent and so tranquil, there should be no need to put an attack on the Second Amendment, Mr. Obama. And the only reason you're coming after our weapons is because you know that people in this country are sick and tired of yours and your administration's continually embadgement and trying to take away the remainders of our liberties and freedoms, and you're stripping them away one at a time. Now, we've been fortunate because we got some people who have decided to make a stand and stand up and fight and thank the Lord for them. Because otherwise, I think some of this would have already been put through. I mean, thank God for people like Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A who stand on their fundamental beliefs and don't kowtow to this administration. And thank God for people who have stood up and made their voices heard and said, under God will still remain in our Pledge of Allegiance. Now we got to get a group together and make sure that in God we trust stays in our federal currency, or at least while we have it. And this clown wants to walk around saying, oh, it's just a happy place we live in. We're so peaceful. Just loving people. Okay. Sorry. Don't want to start singing. Woo. It'd be terrible right there. I'm telling you. But do you see what I'm talking about? It's like this, this yo-yo lives in some kind of fantasy land. I mean, yeah, it might have been some kind of peaceful and hugging and loving kind of place to be in maybe in the 50s. And maybe there for a short piece between the late 70s and early 80s. He might have found a little bit of peaceful love and feeling there. Because I got a peaceful... Nope, I said I wasn't going to do that. He's feeling... No. But it's true. Okay, so you got the 50s and then, you know, like I said, late 70s and the 80s. But for the majority of the rest of the time, if you go look at history, we've been at war or in wars. And now we're... He kind of sidestepping all these little skirmishes. We're not even going to begin to cover the fact that ISIS is the fault of the United States government. When they wanted to go to war with Syria over the chemical weapons and try to remove Bashar Assad's regime from Syria and realize that they couldn't get enough American support for it because Americans were tired of going to war, that's when they funded this group, gave them the armament and all the equipment they need to try to take care of this problem themselves. That's, that's reported, people. CI documents got that information out there, different uh, declassified information. 
So now they're just marching east because they don't want to listen to nobody and they want to have a complete caliphate. And guess what? They almost do. But we funded it. What really scares me in all this, okay? And I'm not easily scared because, I mean, it's going to take a lot more than this, I promise you. But it does raise concern because right now this our world kind of like being on a teeter-totter. And it ain't going to take but a couple more ounces of something or squirming somewhere to activate that trigger that makes it tilt the wrong way and even scares the fact that our current administration seems to have no bearing concern to assist israel they just like well whatever do whatever and now it makes me mad because i've I seen a thing about the UN coming against Israel and making some statements about how many civilians Israel has, or uh, the Israeli army has killed here in this, this skirmish with Gaza, but they fail to admit and realize something very plain. You remember in the Middle East war, the biggest problem that we encountered was that Saddam Hussein done the very exact same thing. He liked to hide his weapons and his military behind innocent civilians. Meanwhile, while they sent their scud rockets and mortar and artillery fire and everything else into our troops, killing our troops. So what exactly are you supposed to do? Just sit there and suck it up and take it? No, you defend and you protect yourself. And I'm sorry, this might sound heartless and cruel, but if there are civilians that are losing their lives because Israel has took a stand to defend their people and their land, I am sorry, I hate it for them, but people were warned to get out. They were told, Israel specifically told them, we're coming and we're coming hard. Here they are, and everybody wants to cry. Oh, there's innocent civilians over there, and the Israelis are killing them. They were told to leave. It was no different than it was in the war in the Middle East when we invaded Iraq. Innocent civilians were told to leave, that we were coming. You say, well, that kind of sounds heartless. That ain't heartless. Come on. Been that way in any major war we've been in. Been that way in wars around this world. People have tried to give innocent civilians enough time to say, hey, this is fixing to happen. You need to leave. And it's it just ain't getting any better. Now, if that's not getting any, you know, all this stuff going on around the world, make you want to go batty. So let's take a look and see what else is going on. You know, Having, paying attention here to all these illegals, let me phrase that correctly, illegal aliens coming across our border, I caught an article that uh, kind of made me a little more than disgruntled. I actually take it back, it wasn't even an article, it's a video clip, but um, how many Americans have flown on a flight in the past, oh, let's, let's even say a year? You know the process involved in that, right? You pretty much are taking everything off of your body, out of your pockets, the only thing you're going to be left with, and while it's still that way, is your pants and your shirt, because everything else is coming off and out. And you better have an ID, state-issued ID, along with your boarding pass. Otherwise, your white happy butt ain't getting on that plane, I promise you. But it's a problem, because all these illegals coming in don't even have to have a valid form of identification to get on the plane. They just wave them on through. Exactly who is it in this country that is the prisoner? I think with the passing of each and every day, that's becoming more and more evident. The people say, 
Oh, you know, I am so sick of listening to people say, oh, we got to love the little children. We need to take care of them. Okay. Well, you know, I'm willing to meet. I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing kind of person most time. And I can, I, I try to be objective. I really do. I try to look at from both sides, even though it about kills me at times. About drives me to my grave. Well, let me be objective about that. Okay, so I'm going to take that. We got to love the little children. Yeah, is that right? What exactly are we doing with the veterans in the United States of America that are coming back from battle and are homeless? Millions. What exactly are we doing with the millions of veterans who have already fought in previous battles and coming back? Limbless. Can't get health care. What are we doing with and for them? Nothing. And you want me to be sympathetic to people that are illegal coming across this border? They say, but they're children. They're children that are coming across this border to be Ill pardon me, united with their illegal parents. Send them back. Quit expecting Americans to pay their bus tickets and plane tickets to go deeper into the United States to wherever they want. Everybody, you know, and then you get these people say, oh, well, they got orders to be back in three years for a court date about their hearing as to whether or not they can stay. And if you really watch some of these videos, most of these people coming across aren't all these little children like they proclaim and exclaim. These are teenagers and older and adults. And even the ones that are teenagers, so let's say they're 13, 14, 15, okay? Come back in three years. By the time they come back, and especially the young females, chances are they're going to have a baby in this country. And guess what? That makes the baby a legal citizen because it's born on United States soil. Do you think they're going to deport the mother? No. They're going to be swept underneath the carpet. Watch and see, people. You can laugh about this all you want, but just watch and see. Mark my words. You know, every time I've I've done podcasts and other audio broadcasts in the past, and people laughed and sent me emails and said, oh, you've lost your mind. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay? You can laugh if you want now, but I'm going to tell you. Watch and see what happens in the next six months to a year. All you uppity white folks out there who think you live on the high mighty, got kids in these highfalutin school systems, wait till you see who becomes their classmates. Hmm. Wait till you start seeing them bring home their coursework with a course on it and pronounce, um, enunciates the ESL. Am I know what that is? English is your second language. That's right. I've already seen a couple articles on schools in the United States that are re their students are required to speak Spanish as their primary and English as a secondary. Excuse me, I don't even care if you're based in a Latin-based community. You are in the United States of America to where English is the predominant language of the land. It needs to be declared as such, and you need to speak it or leave. Now, you can do what you want at your home. I don't care. God bless you. Have it out and have your little chitapapapapapapas, okay? Shut up. I can't speak Spanish. You can do all that you want. You can speak French. You can speak Greek. I don't care what language it is. But for the love of Jesus, when you're out in public and you need to communicate with somebody about something, speak the language that they can understand so we don't have to sit there and look like the, or look at you like the retard you are. Do you think for a second you're going to go down to Mexico? And I'm not talking about in the, the, the flipping, oh, tourist areas like Cozumel and, and other places like that. You go into Tijuana. You go into Chihuahua. You go into Mexico City. I'm going to tell you right now. Ain't a place down there or that you're going to call and hear, press one for English. You're not going to see menus written in English. You're either going to 
speak and read the language or pay and suffer the price. Oh, and while I'm on this little bandwagon and rant, the flag. That's right, you know, that pretty red, white, and blue thing with the stripes on it waves what our country believes in, what we support, what it's been through. That's right, the flag. I don't care where you've come from. You want to come to this country and be a citizen? Then have allegiance to the country that affords you the freedoms and the liberties of which you choose to partake. And what I mean by that is you mean to support the flag of the United States of America. And if it offends you and your children, here's what I have to say to you. Turn around, don't look, walk your butt back home because I don't care. And I don't really think anybody else does either. Now they can lie to your face and say, I try to act like this all peaceful, loving, happy family all they want. Who do you think you're fooling, you bunch of hypocrites? Because when you go home at night, the first thing I hear out of half these people's mouths is, I wish these people learned how to speak the language of land. Blah, 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 I can't understand them. Blah, 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 blah. Bet you wouldn't say it to their face, would you? I will. I don't care. Because I'm an American. And I love my country. I have fought for my country. And I support my country. So if you don't like the stars and stripes, if you don't like the red, white, and blue, and you find it offensive, go back. Home. You hear me? And take all your family with you. Because chances are they think along the same lines as you do anyways. Take them all. Go. We don't, we don't want you. Now, I understand everybody, with the exception of the Native Americans, come from someone who was an immigrant. Who come through Ellis Island, New York. Or other areas. But they done it the right way. They took the necessary steps to procure the correct documentation to become a legal citizen of these United States of America. They chose to work and be productive and to interact with the community of which they lived, and most anybody could go up and talk to them and understand them. Now, they might have spoke broken English and had a hard time, but at least they were willing to put an effort into it. I used to work for a company. I'm, I'm not going to divulge your name because that's really near, neither here nor there. Used to work for a company would take phone calls from people of Spanish descent, you know, not just Mexican, Spanish, you know, or any other language for that fact. And we had to do our very best to acquire information from them. And it would be almost times and, and occasions to where you couldn't so much as understand the name, much less spell it. And Lord forbid if you ask someone on the phone to spell their name, talk about create a holy war. Well, you thought you just shot them in the face. Or worse yet, you take a phone call, and the first thing they do, someone speak Espanol? No, no, no. And you know, if you can't get, if you can't speak the language, and by Jesus, put someone on the phone, they can. Now, I'm not going to drive myself, don't expect me to drive myself nuts, because you choose not to learn the native, I'm going to have someone argue with me that, but I'm going to say what it is, the native language of this land, English. And I know I got some loombob little friends out there. They first thing they're going to come crying to me about sending me emails about, well, English has never been officially declared the official language of the land. Well, what have we been speaking since 1776 and before? Aborigine? No, but English. Look it up. What's all our books written in? English. Bling. So stop with that whole thing and argue about, well, it's not being declared the official language of the land. Because I personally don't want to hear. And if I offend you, turn me off. I didn't ask you to listen. You chose to. We have become a nation of entitled 
disengaged, hard to please, ungrateful. I, I probably could put a lot of other explanatives in there. Entitled. I mean, and, oh, entitled people make me sick. Think just because you come here, you're entitled to this, that, and the other. You ain't entitled to squat, Jack. The only thing you're entitled to is the opportunity to apply the correct way to become a citizen of the United States of America. And until then, until you do, then, you know, you, you operate under a legal visa, work permit, whatever it may be, until that's been granted or denied. That's another issue of irritation for me. People here on work visas that expire, and we don't even go chase these people down to find them and take them back home. Nope. We just open our arms and welcome everybody in. Welcome to the new welfare state, folks, where your government wants everybody on welfare. So no, they don't. Wait and see. Wait and see. Give this about six months to a year. See what happens. Look at the prices of food. Before long, it's going to take half your paycheck to buy a half, half a week's worth of groceries. Let me rephrase that. It might take your whole paycheck for a half a week's groceries. What the grocery store last night? Just pick up a few in odds and ends. Uh, make a, a casserole dish for this Sunday. Dear Jesus, to buy two bell peppers was $3.80. Two. You buy a gallon of milk, dear. I mean, my God, that's almost, in fact, it is. Buying a gallon of milk is more expensive than buying a gallon of gas. I can remember here, I think it was about, oh, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Decided to cook some chicken up for for our family, have some fried chicken. My baby girl just teared them old chicken legs up. Decided to make a truckload of them. But I bought a family portion size of Tyson chicken legs. They some big old fat member jammers. Normally, that same package of chicken legs here about this time a year ago was running about five eighty five. Which wasn't really hateful. Not this time. Not this time. Thirteen thirty-five for that same size package of chicken legs. Hamburger. I remember when hamburger used to be fairly reasonable for small packages. And of course, we don't. Our family don't live high on hog, so I really didn't get around to look at the prices of steak and pork. I'd almost be scared to look at it. I probably have a massive coronary standing right there in the aisle. But we're. It's just. Falling to pieces, folks. It's This world's out of control. Something needs to give. I'll tell you what really needs to happen, but we'll save that for another show. But, you know, bottom line, and I don't, I don't want to turn this podcast into a religious podcast. I, I have my faith. I am a Bible-believing Christian. But bottom line of it is, folks, that a lot of this is going on just because everybody's spit in the face of God. Now, you, you can say what you want, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Our country is in the condition it is because we, as a nation, turn our back on God and spit in his face, and to call it anything else would be a lie. Well, that being said, I think I've covered just about everything I need or want to cover today, because I know by the time the end of the day floats around, there'll be a hundred new more news articles floating, and I'm sure this crisis over in uh, Russia with the down commercial airliner, as well as current conflict over in Israel and Gaza, and the ever-increasing flooding of illegal aliens in this country is going to progressively get worse. So until I can gather some more news up, have a chance to evaluate what's going on in this big old world of ours, one each of and every, just take a little time. Take some time each day 
to sit back and evaluate your life. But more importantly, more importantly, and probably the most important, how about taking a little time out of your day, your precious day, to extend a hand and help someone else out. If nothing else, be a friend. Offer them a word of encouragement because Lord knows every one of us could use it. Well, that's it for today, folks. You've been listening to A Viewpoint right here with me, Greg Hunt. And you can be sure of one thing, we got more coming for you. But until then, we're out of here. Take care. Peace.